All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. It arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season, that will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic, check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, they've got you covered for your trading card needs, so be sure to go check them out. The best part about Zephyr Epic, in our opinion, that they ship free, anywhere in Canada, on any order, over $50 from 
from the beautiful city of Vancouver all the way to Venice on Quebec. Okay, I, I have a feeling I know which city you're going to give me fun facts about. Venice on Quebec is a municipality in Quebec, uh, but the population 1,900. So they got, a, they got a little community there going on, 1,900 people over there. Um, I don't have any fun facts about it. I just like the name. Venice on Quebec, which would translate to what? Venice in Quebec. I think so. So there's not... On the water. Yeah, it's right on the water, southeast part of Quebec. I might have been there at some point um, because when I was at the draft, I stayed in Longueuil, um, uh, Quebec, which was, uh, I guess, just on the way outside of Montreal. So, yeah, I'm in the wrong city, actually. So, no, I'm completely wrong here. But uh, Venice on Quebec, that's a spot. uh, Yeah, it's in Quebec. I got got nothing, nothing cool about it. It's by Lake Champlain. Great job. I didn't prepare very well. We were just doing a bunch of live stuff here. This is episode uh, 300. Yeah. Episode 300 of the show. We, but we were just preparing for the live show. Spent like two hours doing that. So I, I just... Uh, then you're in you're in a f- mood here. Greg's going to be pissed. He says you gotta, you're going to run through this episode too fast. But We got to get going. We got a short episode today. We're ready for the live show to get yeah, going. Not a lot. You know, it's funny. The old episodes of this show on the big dates, we do huge episodes. And here we are, episode 300. You want to be out of here in 12 minutes. Yeah, well, we, we don't have time today. Got to get going. Live show went well, though. All the pre- uh, preparation for it. It did. It so did. I'm excited for that. DoorDash? Ding dong. <laughs> We're also delivered by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding Go dong. Ahead. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D. All one word, Convo DD, that will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Gudrelli, joined as always by the man who built the place. And we're excited. Live show's getting going on Monday, but there's something important to talk about. And 50% off from President's Choice uh, on DoorDash right now. You can, uh, I just ordered the DoorDash. They want you on the convenience stuff. You get the Dash Pass. I got all my groceries 50% off. I was feeling bad yesterday because I just got uh, the booster shot, my second booster shot. I don't know how many vaxes I've gotten at this point, 15 or so. And I was feeling bad, so I ordered some cans of soup. I ordered some bacon. Uh, what else did I order? Some pot stickers and some sweet and sour sauce. 50% off on DoorDash right now. Some what stickers? Pot stickers. Tell me what those are. They're like little uh, dumpling-like looking things. You know what a pot sticker nope, is, right? you're going to have to show me that after the show. Yeah, you only eat pasta. That's right. I actually had pasta for lunch today. Okay, but like I said, I tried to say, we do legitimately have something serious to talk about, and we wanted to get to this. It was, you know, kind of looking at it, and I don't know. It was just it just felt wrong to gloss over it or not talk about it at all, so we're going to talk about it right at the start of the show. We just wanted to make sure that it's kind of at the forefront of what we're talking about, because, you know, we like to have fun on the show. Everybody knows that, but it is a very serious topic, and... um. These are allegations that have been brought up in court against Vancouver Canucks owner, Francesco Aquilini. Um, I do want to start off by saying and making it crystal clear that this is not a criminal case. This is not a criminal trial uh, for Francesco Aquilini. This is a trial to determine if he still has to make payments to three of his four children uh, who are all in university now, I believe aged 20, 22, and 24 uh, are the three children in court right now so again this is through through the vancouver sun 
who we suggest you uh, go read the original story by Keith Frazier from. Uh, we're not going to get into all of it. Basically, what we wanted to say on the podcast is that there are allegations of child abuse leveled against Francesco Aquilini uh, by his ex-wife, Talia Aquilini, through her lawyer right. uh, in family court about a... Um, a, a case surrounding whether or not Francesco Aquilini still has to pay uh, child support for his children's university expenses. Yeah. And this is, this sucks. This is episode 300 and we have to talk about this. It just feels like there's, it's unfortunate to always have like dark clouds hanging over this Canucks organization. This is another example of that. Yeah. It's bad press, right? Like it's bad publicity and um, you know, there's no way around it. Of course, uh, you know, we don't have all the facts yet, right? And it's a, it's a legal proceeding. Again, like I said, it's not a criminal case. So there's that as well. Um, you know, it's just something that we don't want swept under the rug and we don't want to gloss over it by any yeah. means. We don't want this to be a story that, um, you know, like, like if you think about it, despite what maybe you're seeing from national media, this probably is the biggest story in the sport right now, right? Like yesterday, yeah, and today, yeah, yeah, and and you know we we definitely have to talk about it. We're Canucks conversation. We have to discuss. It's just uh, hard. at least what's going on, and of course you're you're right. Like it is it is hard to um you know I, I guess as they say just stick to the facts, but that's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna read the statements that have been released. Um, we're not going to uh get into exactly what the alleged abuse was uh, that was outlined by the kids. Again, like I said, that is on CanucksArmy.com if you want to read it. Uh, the original report is on the Vancouver Sun, um, and then also CBC's covered it. There's lots of different outlets that have, have covered the court proceedings in depth. We're going to try not to get too deep into that. We're going to talk about uh, more so, I guess, the statement that the Canucks released uh, on, on behalf of Francesco Aquilini, and the statement that the NHL released. We'll start with the NHL statement because that came down this morning before the Canucks statement. This is what the NHL had to say. We are aware of the allegations that have been made in family court proceeding in Vancouver and have been in touch with Mr. Aquilini and his lawyers regarding the same. Clearly, the parties have been involved in a most contentious divorce. Mr. Aquilini has advised that advised us that he categorically denies the allegations. We plan to continue to monitor the situation and, if necessary, will respond as we learn more as events unfold. Now, the statement from Canucks chairman Francesco Aquilini says the following. Francesco Aquilini categorically denies and is outraged by the accusation made by his ex-wife, Talia, in family court today that he has ever abused his children. The couple were divorced and reached a settlement in 2013. Mr. Aquilini has met and will continue to meet any child support obligations required by the law, but he has concerns about the veracity of the information provided in support of financial demands. It is unfortunate that allegations without merit are brought forward for a collateral purpose. He will have nothing further to say at this time as the matter is before the courts. Yep, and I'll tell you what, I sure hope that it didn't happen for the kids' sake, obviously. Reading some of those things and... Listen, I, I don't think we're going to give takes on this. Yeah, no I don't kidding. think this is the type of thing that deserves takes. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to chatting about the lineup here in a couple of minutes, hopefully. Uh, I think the listeners want to hear that as well. well. We're going to get to that in a minute. I just think the way I want to leave it, I don't want to comment on this. I think if, if this happened, it's horrible. But 
I really hope it didn't happen for the kid's sake. And um, yeah, it's it's really tough to read at least allegations, right? I know they're just allegations at this point, but even to hear allegations about the owner of the team that you want to support, it does hurt a Canucks fan a little bit um, to see it. Well, you know, like I said, I really hope this didn't happen. Um, and not for Aquilini's sake, for his kid's sake and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm not giving a take on this. Uh, I, if you want to follow along, it's like you said, Vancouver Sun's going to do a good job. I know PJ, our friend Patrick Johnson, will be all over this story. Yep. He's he's actually a, a real big R reporter. You know, I just like showing up to the rink and talking hockey. Um, so I don't know what to say on this. I, I think I, I appreciate you giving out all the details, and maybe that's what we have to do here in a podcast format, but I'm not going to. I don't want to talk about of course, this. No, nobody's. I, I think nobody's we gonna, have to get it out there and explain it, but I don't want to talk about it. Nobody's until going, we know more. I guess nobody's going to fault you for not giving a take on this, but it is important that it's discussed. And, and the one thing that I wanted to add, uh, just to conclude, is that in court, Claire Hunter, uh, Talia Aquilini's lawyer, referred to affidavits provided by the three children and a fourth older child of the couple to the mom, uh, which they asked be provided to their dad, who remember. Uh, they don't want to have any contact with. The children described abuse and inappropriate conduct by their dad, including alleged incidents of physical and psychological abuse. The court heard. Now, the details of that abuse are in the uh, Vancouver Sun article, which you can go read. Uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, there, there were the affidavits in court. And again, like I said, this is not a criminal proceeding. Uh, and, and Aquilini's lawyer in court called this irrelevant to the matter at hand. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to read those on air, but they are horrible to read. Yeah, they're, if, they're if tough those... to read, and if those are true, that's uh, yeah. that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, let's move on from this. This is a podcast. You can read these in articles more. Let's spend some time on the Canucks. Sure. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this up? No. Child abuse, 12 minutes in here. Child abuse is bad, and uh, we, we hope that it's not true. Yeah, I hope so too. All right. Switching gears to the lines now, quads. Let's chat about the Vancouver Canucks on the ice. This is what I think I would like to talk about for now. I think this is what the listeners want to hear as well. Saw some different lines there out uh, at UBC, which I'll tell you what, I am not uh, I'm not on board with the practice out UBC. They got to get some extra manpower in to Rogers Arena and get this locker room sorted out here. I moved a, a stone's throw away, literally, Stones throw away from Rogers Arena so that I can walk to practice. Not only I'm driving out to UBC, uh, but let's talk about the lines a little bit um, because we haven't talked about it since the injuries that have happened. Obviously, the Brock Besser uh, surgery was something that even didn't really come down. We saw that he wasn't at training camp, but then we heard about the surgery since the last episode. So let's start there with that line that is now the top line for the Vancouver Canucks featuring Connor Garland stepping into Brock Besser's spot. Pearson, Miller, and Garland. I like it. I think that you're getting two of the top five-on-five producers of offense now on the same line. Connor Garland, JT Miller, both tied for the Vancouver Canucks lead last season with 47 five-on-five points. Tanner Pearson's a guy that you can trust defensively, but I'll tell you what, it is going to be interesting to watch that line play together throughout the preseason is what I expect to see, and maybe even going into the regular season because I don't think you have a question about the offense there. And I'm just worried about the defense. Like, what is it going to look like with that trio? I think we even had these same conversations about with Brock Besser on that line. But at 5-1-5, man, I think they're really going to do a good job creating with that trio. Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, I got to be honest with you. When I'm looking at these lines, I 
I could be honest, and not to not to drive away from you. We're just talking about because I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. But Linus Carlson on the third line. Okay. Does that? I, I, sorry to change gears. I'm sorry, but does Linus Carlson on the third line surprise you at all? Like, like this guy's gonna and 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 by all means, Linus Carlson, Niels Amon, and Niels Huglander were one of very few bright spots in that Calgary game. The one in Calgary where they lost, not just like the one at home, but they they, they were shut out. That was one of very few bright spots. Like that was the Canucks' best line. That that line outplayed the Dakota Joshua, Curtis Lazar, uh, J- Jason Dickinson trio. I'm going to be interested to see how that fits in preseason. I, I would like to see it uh, in a preseason game. I don't think Linus Carlson's a player that you want in your top nine over a guy like Curtis Lazar or Niels Huglander. I don't think that's a thing you want to see. Heck, I, I'm very curious to see how he fits with the pace of the play. Uh, and it's not going to really be the whole answer come in a preseason game. Like he's going to have to see what it's like in NHL levels when you're playing with Elias Pettersson. You're going to end up facing some pretty good defensemen on this team, uh, depending on how they kind of put these lines out there. Let's let's touch on the other top top nine line as well, uh, which is Vasily Podkolzin, Bo Horvat, and Curtis Lazar, who's getting that opportunity to go up and play with the Horvat line. Niels Huglander taking shifts on that line. I was a little thrown by seeing this line combination come out that Niels Huglander was taken out of that spot with Pettersson. Is this? Is that what Bruce Boudreaux thinks of Niels Huglander? To think that, to me, in my eyes, I look at that and I think, man, Huglander has that spot 100%. He should be playing with Kuzmenko and Pedersen. Like, that's where he should be, or he should for sure be the guy with Horvat and Pod Colson. In my eyes, if you're looking for a top-nine player due to these injuries, I don't think that Carlson's in the conversation when Niels Huglander is available sure. out there. Well, it surprises the hell out of let's me. Let's not forget that Huglander took shifts, right? Like, like he rotated in and out with Curtis Lazar, so he could very well uh, be in consideration for that second line spot, right? And also the third line spot. Like, maybe, uh, maybe it's still early in the preseason. Let's not sure, forget, yeah. right? Maybe Linus Carlson gets a game uh, with Lewis Patterson, maybe just to build his confidence and see what happens. Um, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. I think I, I don't think you should read too much into. Curtis Lazar playing with Bo Horvat, like maybe the Canucks are looking at that and saying, okay, that can be a solid two-way line because you got Vasily Podkolzin on the other side um, as well. I'm so, fine with that line. I just it, it's more to me about seeing Carlson get the full practice there. I think when, I think that's just to build a guy's confidence, right? Like they need this guy to hit in the AHL. He's legitimately one of their only prospects. Yeah, I think the game will probably tell a little bit more on Thursday, right? Now that we don't yeah. have a split squad, split squad game. I think it's something like Niels Huglander should be getting all these NHL games. If we see a situation where Linus Carlson is in the lineup in the top nine and Niels Huglander isn't, maybe one game, maybe one or two games, because we do have a decently long preseason here, but Niels Huglander needs to get that run with Kuzmenko and Pedersen to to be able to potentially develop a little bit of chemistry to start the season or at least give him that opportunity to start in the NHL and be given a run to at least look and try to perform uh, when he's back in the NHL, because what happens when Mikheyev and Besser are back, right? Does, does that mean Huglander goes straight down to the eighth? Very, very possible that that actually yep. does happen. With Carlson, I think it's for sure. You know, when those two guys are healthy, Carlson's in the A. Amon's probably the same way. I'm happy that my boy, our boy, friend of the show, Phil DiGiuseppe, uh, talk, talked with us in the summer. He uh, getting an opportunity. I think he deserves it a ton to play on that fourth line or get an opportunity there. But even looking at it, like I would have... Thought that Di Giuseppe would have got a shot before Carlson, even on that like Kuzmenko Pedersen line. Well, again, let's not read too much into the lines, right? Because 
Yeah, you're right, but I don't think we should dedicate 10 minutes to talking about sure, but why you know is you the young prospect up? getting a chance with Elias Pettersson instead of Phil DiGiuseppe. In it doesn't training matter. camp, you said it, that like it's nice to see Bruce Boudreaux put together lines that are actually going to be used sure. in the season. So, well, hang on a sec. So I am reading it to the lines a little bit well, more. Well, now there's now there's injuries, Chris. So now it, it becomes about, okay, well, these games don't matter, so let's give this guy a shot. Let's see what we have in Linus Carlson, right? If you're going to play him... You're not going to put him with Jason Jason Dickinson and Dakota Joshua. If Phil DiGiuseppe makes the team, he's playing there. He's not playing on the third line. Linus Carlson's not making this team, right? So they're using preseason for what preseason is for, if that makes sense. Like, I look at this, and, and keep in mind, I bet you two of these lines play on Thursday. Not all four of these lines aren't in the lineup Yeah, I'd probably, I bet we see three of them, I bet. Sure, two or three, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be all four. Right, no. so maybe the Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Carlson line that we're all freaking out about gets a gets a night off, or maybe the it could be any of them. Right, it doesn't really matter. Again, sure, but, what I'm trying to say is now there's injuries, so now it's about okay, let's see what we have in this guy. Yeah, but all four of these lines, I bet, are going to either play. If you combine Thursday and Saturday's games, all four of these lines should get a chance. Sure, but if the season started tomorrow, this isn't what the lines look like. That's why I don't think we should read into it. Are you sure? Yeah, Linus Carlson's not on the third line. If if Bruce Bruce Boudreau Called him Boost there. If Bruce Boudreaux needs to win an NHL game, like if opening night is tomorrow night, Linus Carlson's not playing on the third line. Bruce knows better than so that. So then what you're saying is Carlson's only there to boost his confidence. Yeah. It's it's literally to see what kind of chemistry he's got with Elias Pettersson. It's a preseason game, Chris. Sure, but then have Carlson be the guy swapping with Huglander. Why is Huglander <laughs> swapping with Curtis Lazar? I cannot believe how much you care about this. this I just is, think that is Boudreaux absurd. is intentional with the lines that he puts together. I, th- I think so, but too. even at this point in the preseason. I I think his intent, though, his intentions are different than what you're looking at them as. Like, I, I don't think his intentions are, we need to win a game, and Linus Carlson gives us a, a better chance than Nils Huglander. Okay. I think I you're see. reading you it too, have too a much. Look. Yeah. Okay. You I think you're accomplishing different things with these lines. Like, I just, you know what? I've been on this roller coaster of emotions with Nils Huglander <laughs> over the past, like, five days, pretty much. And I, I just was like kind of like... Even yesterday, being out at UBC, I'm like, nice. He's getting that chance now to play with Patterson and Kuzmenko. Then I wake up today, and he's not. He's being used as an extra forward. It's uh, I've been on a roller coaster of emotions with with Huglander getting a top nine opportunity. So maybe maybe they're not pleased about him uh, <laughs> you, taking two penalties in that Calgary game. That was a joke. I'm, I'm sure. pretending to read into things like you are. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't think we should be reading into these too much. Look at those D pairs. I tell you what, I was talking goalies uh, out on Tuesday. Nice. I get I walk in to the to the rink, all the media's there. I was a little I wasn't late, but I wasn't like an hour early like J Pat. But I'm there and there's a big opening in the railing. And who is it beside? Freaking Kevin Woodley, of course. Goalie guy. So I'm sitting there. Woodley's telling me about the difference between matte masks and glossy masks and why the puck sticks different <laughs> and the split second the t- anyways, whatever he's talking about. Everybody's got new pads. Every time you're with Woodley, everybody's got new pads. But he was man. I did get some stuff on Thatcher Demko, and I found this interesting. Demko came out so early to work with Ian Clark, and he ended up spending like two-plus hours on the ice for a practice and like working so hard with Ian Clark before practice, as well as Marco Terenius and a couple other uh, assistant coaches kind of helping with shots. Then they get to the end, and I don't know. I just, I've just i seen the way that they've used Thatcher Demko. Does Thatcher Demko need to be going and doing the conditioning at the very end of all this? No. And and Woodley was like, he wasn't happy about it. He's saying, like, you know, making a goalie skate like that, 
that's pretty demanding at the end of, you know, having a huge workout. And yeah, stuff that's like that. really silly. And it's a little like if I was playing sports and it was like, you know, me in high school, it'd be like everybody's got to do conditioning. But I think with the Canucks, you got to look at Thatcher Demko. You got to think like this might be the time where he shouldn't be out there skating lines, maybe, man. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Like that, that was really, I didn't, I didn't like that from the I'm surprised you wanted to talk about this. We should have hit the goalie intro for you. Well, no, I just quickly am getting out because I want to talk about the conditioning a little bit. Like Boudreaux worked them really hard. This was, I think that in total watching them do this back and forth was more than the 40 drills. Like the amount of distance they had to travel, like just like calculating yep, lines back yep. and forth. I think it was more or at least like the exact same. As what the forties were, they just didn't have to wasn't do it happy with them yesterday either. Oh man, yeah, because one time uh, two groups went at the same time and Boudreaux lost it, big old f bomb. But yeah. uh, you know it was good. And then at the end, I think JT Miller and I think a couple of us caught this because we watched Miller go up to Bruce and, and I think he like just gave him a bump and asked him if he was going to do one. And then Boudreaux was like, no, nah. <laughs> like he wasn't <laughs> going up and down, back and forth. But let me uh, talk about Niels Amon a little bit. This guy, like. Oh, okay. So he's fast. He is fast compared to NHL players. You can see it at practice, right? That's why I think it's going to be interesting to see where Niels Amon fits um, as the season goes on. I really like him as an option to at least get a shot in the NHL and see what he looks like. Like there's a reason why this guy played for Sweden at the world championships. And it wasn't because of the points he was putting up in the SHL, right? I, I find it so interesting that Niels Amon plays in every game for Sweden at the world championships. Linus Carlson, who's ninth in scoring, in the SHL, plays in zero games. Niels Amon, who's like 180th in scoring in the SHL, plays in every game. This guy does a lot of things right. He moves extremely well. He's six foot two. I I, I expect him to get some NHL games this year, and that'll be our poll question a little bit later on uh, after the break here. Once we get to that point, but yeah, I I just I was very impressed with him and his conditioning stint, and uh, nobody really stuck out as like bad. It was kind of funny watching Kuzmenko's like. Uh, because everyone's like, oh, is Kuzmenko going to be in shape? Oh, I've seen Kuzmenko in a t-shirt. He's out of shape. All this crap I see online, people. I tell you what, Kuzmenko's going to be fine. He, there are some some things he's going to work on. Everybody's talking about his shifts being too long. I went out and looked at him. His average 5-1-5 shift, 47 seconds in his first game. Don't worry, people. Kuzmenko, I think, is going to be fine. Um, but, the, yeah, like after the conditioning, everybody's stretching. And Kuzmenko's like on his back, his feet up in the air. He's like kicking his toes in the air. I don't know what kind of Russian <laughs> get the, the air back into your body type of thing was. But, like, they worked him hard. Um, and he held up through. It was good to see. I mean, um, watching that NHL group, they they were working hard in that practice. And I think it was a really good practice. Again, I've just been impressed with with training camp that Boudreaux's running and practices as well. I just think, I don't know. We, we've seen, we've been around this team enough. I, I think that there's a different look to how things are being done from the coaching perspective with Bruce Boudreaux. And I think it looks better for a team. You think they look more ready to go? Sure. But it's preseason. I'm reading too much into anything. So That's true. Let's uh, let's hit the break right quick here because I don't think you have anything to add no. to conditioning. You're too busy uh, writing articles. Our little system. Talk about our system that we got going on. I think it, it's now that we're both full time at Canucks Army. That was pretty good yesterday. The system wasn't is it? ba- it's it's good because uh, you know I'm at the rink. You're at home. You got the articles. We're t- we're tweet like texting all day long. Yeah, except you never reply. Well, yeah, because I'm taking videos. People want to see stuff. <laughs> um, only other thing was um, Tyler Myers returned to the ice. That was good. He was just feeling a little sick. No COVID. Anything Travis like that. Dermott took a hit. Uh, Travis Dermott took a hit on t- in Tuesday's practice. Got to the bench on his own power. Needed help getting to the Canucks locker room. Now. Bruce Boudreaux said that he took a bump and was feeling woozy, so the Canucks told him to go home. Uh, he wasn't on the ice today. So oh, just something to keep I, in mind. It was a Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Here's the thing that was weird about it being called woozy, because I was we were right above it. We were looking straight down at the bench as he went there. 
didn't see what happened. And I don't think it was a hit or a block shot or what it was. I think it was just him skate. Like he skated off really slowly with kind of his head down. He went and sat on the bench for a second, drank some water, spit it out. This is a weird play-by-play breakdown, but this is what exactly what happened with Dervin. Goes, sits down on the bench, drinks water, spat it out, and then somebody came over and checked on him from the training staff. Something happened as a few seconds go by, and then he's getting carried off. Like, he's got his arms around Armor two the trainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's getting kind of helped off the ice, but I did notice, and I don't know, maybe this was because of the wooziness, but wasn't putting any weight on his left leg. Like, he was putting weight on his right leg, and this could be from the wooziness. It could be an actual injury, but was not putting weight on his left leg. That's really interesting. Which, like, and get me, like, I, because we didn't see anything happen. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. a shot block. There wasn't a hit, anything that happened. But I just found it interesting the way that he was going off, not putting any weight on that left leg. Could be nothing. Could be the wooziness. Um, could just be something weird. So, um, yeah, we'll have to follow up with Boudreaux here moving forward with that. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting, I guess, to kind of follow. Uh, the yeah. D pairs today. Uh, practice. OEL Hughes was back together. De Kaiser Pullman, and then the other two pairs that kind of rotated were Myers Burrows, Rathbone Burrows, and then Shen Myers yeah. Rathbone. Shen. I think we'll see this uh, the the first four that you talked about on Thursday. I hope we do. I hope we see OEL Hughes in a game. Oh, OEL Hughes right? has to play together. I, yeah, and I think we'll see De Kaiser and Pullman as well. Yeah, I, I think that'll be another one too. I would I would love to see Rathbone and Shen as well. Like I'd like to see that top six be the six defensemen they go with. Quick injury report. Uh, actually, let's cut to break. Other side. Poll question, then injury report, because we got prospect uh, injury reports okay. as well. So we'll keep it locked, together. keep it loaded on Canucks conversation. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Folks, if you want to advertise with us, shoot us a direct message at Quadrilli on Twitter, at Chris Faber 39 on Twitter. But before that, it's time for our episode 300. Congrats on 300, buddy. Episode 300 poll question brought to you by the great folks at Atlas Goods. Locally owned. You've heard us talk about it before. Locally owned Atlas Goods is the home of 
Pop Rinds. Go to atlasgdfs.com. Use promo code CC15 to get 15% off your first order. You've heard us talk about Pop Rinds before. They're like popcorn in the sense that they come in a, in a bag, small bag, and then they expand in your microwave or air fryer and give you fresh Pop rinds, like you've never had them before. That's why you, you put the popcorn seasoning right on them. You don't yeah, even need to delicious. go. There's no pork rind seasoning out there. Delicious. Good amount of protein in there. Dill it's pickle. a great snack. Yeah. White Dill cheddar. Pickle. White cheddar. You're just listing off all the flavors. There's now. a ranch uh, I've seen out there as well. Yeah, there's ranch. There's a lot. There's a lot. So go they check got, out. I don't know if you've ever seen this. They got the Frank's Red Hot Seasoning. You ever had that? No, I've never. Oh, that's good. You no. got to get that at Costco though, which I'm going to right after this. Excited for a. There you go. Get myself a little Polish. Nice, yeah, yeah. A little Costco. You know run. they took ri- they got rid of the Polish sausage in the states at uh, Costco. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I was worried that would happen here, but it, it hasn't, right? Yeah, hashtag save the Polish. It's good. I'm uh, ha- I'm happy that we still have it up here in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. There's okay. some new menu items I heard too okay, down there. Okay, well, I haven't checked is, it out. Okay, not a Costco ad. Not a Costco ad. So go check out Atlas GDS that Costco down here in Vancouver though. So, because the concessions outside, think this about this. This is why we lose sponsors, folks. No, it's not. This is why we get Costco on board here. Uh, yeah. Costco, like all the Costco's around, you know, the Langley one, the Richmond one, you got to like use your card to get in to use a concession, right? This one, you don't have to. It's outdoors, right? It's out there. It's out there. You get $1.50 hot dog, boom, Polish, you're good. But this, you'd think that this Costco would be expensive, this one that I live right beside here, and it's walking distance for me, which is wild to be walking distance. The one to next Costco. to Rogers Arena. I'm pretty sure Canucks fans know which one you're talking about. Just saying. So you think it'd be crazy busy, but once you walk through the doors to actually shop, it is like the slowest, most calm Costco out there. Well, who's driving their car here? That's what I'm saying. Right? I love it. It's it's so nice to go in there and shop compared to I tell you, go Do to you the walk Richmond and one. Lug your groceries back. I got a. Uh, I got my uh, my wagon. Oh yeah, you have a wagon. Yeah, That's dude, my awesome. wagons. I walk around Costco with my wagon the whole time. That's fantastic. That's and my wagon's got a cup holder in it. <laughs> Two cup holders. I put a Polish in one. I put a drink in the other. I'm laughing. Chris Faye, Chris Faye, we're telling everybody about his wagon on this episode, episode 300. Absolute wagon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is a family show. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Good. Okay. Yeah. Family okay. show. Good for Polish, lugging the kids around. That's the thing. I've seen this before, too. Some people go to the concession, and they, they you, you have a birthday party going on. You buy 20 hot dogs at Costco. They give you a box to take it away with. Are you done? $1.50, 20 bucks. What's that? 30, 30 bucks. <laughs> You paid for the whole birthday party for, for food. All right. Well, you just That's the stop. price of like two Domino's pizzas. Okay. Atlas Goods poll question or poll questions today. Remember. Was, the Filipino wedding I was at. You got to stop. No, you got to stop. I'm going to mute your mic. <laughs> Promo code CC15 at atlasgds.com. Our poll question today. Uh, who, which of these players will play the most NHL games this season? Linus Carlson, Phil DiGiuseppe, Neil Zaman, and as always, I'm angry. So far leading the vote. 58% of people saying Phil Giuseppe, cousin Phil. And I got to be honest with you, Chris, I'm not surprised, and I'm part of that minority. Majority, actually. You're part of the minority with uh, Phil Giuseppe as well, you Italians. <laughs> Unless you're out in Burnaby. <laughs> Full of them. The majority. Uh, I'm with the majority. Yeah, the majority in Burnaby. I wonder if he's gone to any of those places you recommended to him. Yeah, I Because before, he had Nick Patan, whose parents own a Italian restaurant in White Rock. Yes, so that's where he was going. I, I thought it was in knows. Delta. Oh, no, Nick Patan's just from Delta. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I agree with the with the people it's answering Phil, this It's Phil, right? We were talking about this in the first half. Like, Phil DiGiuseppe's skating on that fourth line. He could play there if the season started Dude, tomorrow. I know. He can play a fourth line role. He has a little bit of skill to add. I, I would love to see Phil DiGiuseppe get, you know, something like 20-plus games this season. I don't think it hurts your NHL team at all if you're using Phil DiGiuseppe like that. I'd say he might be better than Jason Dickinson. 
yeah, he could be, uh, like impact wise at five on five, even, you know, he's killing penalties out there as well. It's good to see him getting that opportunity. I just, yeah, I, I hope that he's another one of these guys who gets a good run in the preseason, you know, gets a chance to play in as many games as possible and make an impact and play with some, some guys where he might be at the NHL level, right? Like don't just be on the line with the guys that you're going to be on the top line in the AHL with, like, like you kind of said, like watch him. What is the line? What does the fourth line look like with Lazar, Joshua, and Di Giuseppe? Does it look that much better than what the Dickinson trio looks like? Maybe. I think, yeah, I you got to see faster, what it looks like. Right? Does, does he get a chance to kind of see what he looks like on a penalty kill against like a top team's penalty kill? I, I love it. I think play him all the time. I think as a call up option, I was really happy to see Field Di Giuseppe sign another contract with the Vancouver Canucks and want to come back here. Um, and I think he's going to be a player who is going to to play games, I think specifically over these two, unless Niels Amon just like finds it, you know, like he's able to be a fourth line, just guy who's always there and being able to actually contribute on a fourth line, which I don't really think happens this year. Maybe with a year of AHL seasoning gets a chance for next year. I like Niels Amon down the road as a fourth line option, just because of the, the raw traits that he's already showed us. But for this season specifically, yeah, I think Phil takes this and I can see why 60% of people are voting that way. You really Italianize. Oh, did I say Italian? <laughs> kind of did. Oh, you really Italianized the... Uh, Next thing you're going to be saying, bagels and pasta. Yeah. <laughs> you really Italianized his name, eh? Well, I've said it so much, yeah. Well, Phil Di Giuseppe. Yeah, you really... The pe. Yeah, what's wrong you, with that? You could just say Phil Di Giuseppe. I'm what's giving up? you the Di I've Giuseppe heard, I've pass. heard uh, freaking Riccio over there. He's saying Phil Di Giuseppe. Why is he not saying the last letters? Uh, <laughs> Dude, that's a question. He's, for, he's going to Italian. That's a question for Dan Ricci. You never go full I, you Italian. Can, you can say Phil Di Giuseppe. Okay. Although, the it is P-E, and it's not P-I, right? right? If it was... Well, here's... Was, Ilya Mikheyev got that soup deal, right? Yeah. We talked with Phil last year. I asked him out there in Abbotsford after scoring the HL goal of the year. Did he get a call from uh, Di Giuseppe Pizza? Nothing. So maybe if he's an <laughs> NHL player... Giuseppe, it's what Giuseppe's. Is it? Giuseppe's. Giuseppe's, pizza. whatever. You know what I'm Giuseppe. saying. Giuseppe. Well, call it like D. You get two of them, oh, two pizzas boy. in a box. It's the D Giuseppe. Half a pizza and you got a D. Is that what it is? I thought D was two in Italian. Do you know any words in Italian? Yeah, yeah, I know some. Okay. I can, uh, I can like, if someone yells at me in Italian, I can understand them. Yeah, because I, I could tell you too. They're just swearing probably the whole time. <laughs> no, like, like I can understand the language a lot better than I could speak it. Like, I'm still at the stage, and this is interesting. When you're learning a language... You know the stage when you have to say it in English in your head and then translate it in your head? Yeah. You don't think in Italian? I'm not at that stage. I could never think in Italian. I think in English. Don't make some joke. I see you grinning over there. You're about to make some no, joke about what it means ask. to think in Italian. People that are born deaf, what language do they think in? Well, I don't know because language is a different concept, right? It's like your understanding of things. It's an interesting question. Really thought-provoking stuff here on Canucks Conversation. That's what I do, man. Bring okay. all the thought provokers Before here. we close out... Uh, oh, whoa, whoa. I pros- got a whole yeah, Google got- Doc up here to well, talk about stuff. Settle down. Settle down. Okay. Uh, you go ahead and give a prospect report. I'll give the injury report after. Well, I, well, guess I, got, just- I got a prospect injury report. I got okay, both covered Okay, okay, okay. Hang on. I'll give the injury report then. Ilya Mikheyev is out uh, week to week with a lower body injury. Suffered an injury after that hip from Nick Meloche. I think his name's pronounced. Okay, now you're just trying to get up on my level with the pronunciation. <laughs> sure, so. I'll say it. I'll say it like uh, like you would. Nick Maloch, Nick Maloche, Maloch, Maloch uh, on Calgary. Um, he hit Ilya Mikheyev, and he's out. Ilya Mikheyev is out, so that's uh, not great. 
you just did it a little bit there. I so I was filming. I got to get this in real quick. So I was filming one of those stand up videos that I've been doing for the YouTube yeah. uh, yesterday out at UBC, and I got my vax day before, and I didn't like have any side effects of this. But like on the first three, but this one, like, I don't know. I felt a little loopy and out of it. I'm, I'm recording the video and my brain just like stopped for like five seconds because I couldn't remember Andre Kuzmenko's first name. And like the video is hilarious. I just look like an absolute deer in the headlights trying to remember what Kuzmenko's first name is. So I didn't end up posting the video in the end because I look, I went back and watched it and I was like, dude, I look like I'm like, I don't know. I just look like I'm in another world talking about <laughs> I was loopy as all heck. I feel a little bit better today, though. So that's good. Yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes I end up in that same spot. Okay, well, that's so, you every time on the pot. You're already whatever. on. You're doing it right now. I see you on TikTok work. over there. I'm not on TikTok. You keep well, saying that. What are you double tapping on? A freaking Addison Ray videos. No, that's what you're double tapping. I wasn't on. double tapping anything. I just saw it. You know what? We're going to video next week. People are gonna see how much you lie. Wow. They're also gonna see how much no, I'm on my not. phone. Yeah, that's what. I'm happy. I'm. <laughs> doing I want work. everything to be seen. I'm doing work. Everything's People are gonna, gonna be seen see, here on the show. Everything's. They're gonna see. See my my huge elephant stuffy here too he's gonna make an appearance on the podcast pretty soon named him lou after louis erickson nope because uh he's an elephant elephant also folks are gonna just leave that there folks are probably gonna be happy to hear uh show's going a little shorter when we're five days a week you're not gonna hear uh as much stuff like what you're hearing right now still got that's the thing we'll talk let's touch touch on the show i was trying to i was trying to finish my update people already know this probably but brock besser hand surgery gonna be out uh, three to four weeks, so we'll see how long that actually ends up being. This was being joked about. Uh, at we talked UBC. about. We talked about Travis Dermott already. With, Done. Yeah, with uh, surgery. Imagine if the Canucks or any other team was just like, you know, say uh, say Dak Prescott. He just got his thumb hurt. Imagine if it was like Dak Prescott went through unsuccessful thumb surgery. Like, could you imagine <laughs> if that ever came out? How much it would blow up? Like, I was like, you know what? Well, we we tried to do something and it didn't work. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, they said he like, went underwent write, successful surgery. Yeah, like he just, you can just say he went through surgery. He had a hand. No, hand well, surgery. if now if they ever say that a player just had surgery, we're gonna be like, was it successful? Yeah, there's. A, was there's, it like that Besser one that worked out? Start doing your digging. There's something there. <laughs> Unsuccessful surgery. Oh, jeez. Okay. You want my? Uh, should we go right into injuries with prospects? Give us the prospects report, and we're done. All right. Shout out to uh, Res Hockey Podcast. They uh they had uh Damon Gardner on their show who uh talked about that he's yeah he just tore his MCL so he's gonna be out uh, I don't think MCL's the uh, you know what if you're gonna tear a CL I think the MCL is the one you want to tear right yeah he, this is get the video up put the video you're on your you're phone talking of, you I just know saw the your MCL. thumb your thumb just double tapped I was there. I was I was texting our friend bagged milk mm-hmm. yeah friggin' sending him TikToks um. <laughs> Anyways, Gardner, he's going to be out two months. Unfortunate. He's going to go to the USHL. Um, or he's already in the USHL. That's where he tore his MCL. Jeez, a lot of L's going on here. Especially you on your phone there with freaking TikToks. <laughs> um, anyways, he's going to be back two months. Hugo Gabrielson looking like uh, what I heard. So the Swedish defenseman, Hugo Gabrielson, looks like he might be back December uh, or January is when we're kind of expecting it. And then I spoke with uh, somebody out in Abbotsford. Um, about Carol Plastic, who was at training camp, by the way, at Whistler. I've seen him, uh, somebody posting some pictures, taking him with Carol Plastic. Shout out to whoever, like Canucks fans, I know, like they they love their team. They're all about it. Somebody like recognizing Carol Plastic, like hell yeah, dude, you are like a top notch Canucks <laughs> fan. If you can pick out Carol Plastic in, in, the, Whist- people, yeah. in the Whistler Village, like you just see Carol Plastic walk by, you're like, hey, you're Carol Plastic. Can I get a picture? Like, good for that fan. They are very invested uh, in what Lil Plaza is up to. So that's. 
that's good stuff there. Uh, but Plastic, he's going to be back um, at least around the team and skating with the team sort of thing. What I heard is late October, mid-October. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to have uh, training camp out in Abbotsford next week as well. So uh, out at Poco, actually. Yeah. Going to be fun. Yeah, My uh, well, neck of the woods. Yeah, we'll be interested because we got uh, we got the show to do at 1 o'clock. Yeah. It's going to so be interesting. We're gonna be we're gonna be fine though. You get to come out to Poco with me when we. But maybe some live maybe, shows from Poco. That's what I'm saying. We might have to we don't the whole have the, setup. Our videos. Yeah, be we don't we don't have the Wi-Fi capabilities to pull that off. You know how many cords are going off in here? Yeah, no, we're we're doing All right, actual prospects here. update though. Yanni Yermo scored his first goal in Liga. Good for him. Wired a slap shot. Nice to see that. I think it was like 117 kilometers an hour or something. I don't know. Hell yeah. Um, Jonathan Karamaki not a, not a great performance on uh, on Wednesday morning. Played 11 minutes, uh, was on the ice for three goals against. He just did not look um, super engaged at five on five. And, you know, the other team was scoring on him quite a bit. One of those goals comes at, uh, one of those goals is an empty netter. One of them comes when he's, he was actually out on a four on five at one point. Um, just looking at the statues, that was kind of interesting there. I don't know if he's killing penalties or not. I haven't got back and watched the game. But uh, talk to somebody who did, and yeah, they weren't uh, weren't very impressed with him again. So we'll have to see what happened with Lakari Mackey if that mono is kind of hurting him. Still, there's another injury update for your prospects right there. Um, to see him kind of continue on with Al Svenskin. I think we'll we'll have to see once the season really gets rolling here what Lakari Mackey's impact is. But we'll see what happens uh, with him moving forward. So not much else to report. Uh, we do have Northeastern. So I'll shout out to Aiden McDonough, friend of the show. Jackson Dorrington as well, a defenseman who the Canucks just drafted. Northeastern is going to get going early this weekend as well. So some actual NCAA footage to kind of chat about too. Another wrinkle to my prospects coverage coming when the NCAA fires up. So I'm pumped for that. Uh, that's all I really got for prospects report. But you know what's, you know what's cool? And we'll do this. We'll close out here talking about the, the live show, which starts uh, on Monday. And uh, we're not going to do an episode this weekend. This is episode 300. It feels like a good place to end off. Um, this chapter of the podcast. Yeah, new era. Uh, with everything launching on Monday, yeah, five days a week, um, starting next week. That's going to be wild. Uh, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, those are the days of the, the work week, quads. Someone's going to make a point, and someone has made the point to me, that we should stop calling them episode 300, episode 301, and we should date them. Yes, like, and I think that's why we might be episode. just stopping at 300. Yeah. Right? Because this is a, a good little ending point here. We'll take the weekend off. We're going to be back at it uh, on Monday at 1 o'clock live um, here on video and everything on YouTube, which we ran through a lot of tests today. And you know what was really cool? I hope people go to YouTube and, like, honestly, don't worry. If you're just a podcast listener and that's all you want, it's going to be there. Nothing's going to change from that. Same feed, same everything. But we ran through something today where I was like, hey, if I'm chatting about a prospect and I have a clip on Twitter, yeah. can it be pulled up in the video? And he showed it that, you know, our producer, Alex, who did an excellent job um, just with everything and explaining to our oh, dumbasses. So <laughs> pretty much he's, so, he's going to help the show well, so and much. And it was cool with Alex. Like, I'm pumped that he's going to be our producer coming onto the show and helping us with this. But it was like every idea that we had, he was able to, like, figure out. Like, I think Alex is a good producer. I think he's going to be smart to... Maybe the smartest guy of this trio moving forward here. No kidding. <laughs> For sure. Uh, we'll see. So, like, it was cool, though. I'm talking about the Yanni Yermo thing, and he's like, yeah, like, I can pull that up, and it kind of splits the camera. Then when you and I are on the left, the video is going to play. So, like, YouTube's going to be a lot of fun for people that want to, um, even, you know, if you just want to watch, like, the prospects report, I think that's going to be something that'll have a little bit more of a video um, component to it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, awesome. As we see. We it's also need to, uh, yeah, clean things up on the live here. I mean, I can't wait. Can't wait for people to see what you look like during the podcast. You're over here on your phone all the time. <laughs> 
You know, well, we got to run. We got to run. We got to run. Yeah, you got to freaking run. I so do got to run. Go get better Wi-Fi on your TikToks over <laughs> there. <laughs> All right. We'll close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, my name is Dave Woodrelli. No, Thank double, you for no, listening quickly, to 300, hold on, okay. 300 episodes of Canucks Convo. I wasn't closing out. I'm not rushing anybody because I got to say, I joined this show for episode 60. That was my first episode ever. And we, we've done... Uh, Done that many episodes together. Plus emergency. Neither of us pods. can do math. Not gonna try. Well, that. I think with emergencies, I bet we're over two fifty. Oh yeah. So that's cool. Well, aren't we over? Oh no. Together. Mind. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't. Yeah, I know. At math. You and simple. Nope. Not our. Uh, not our strong suit. Oh, I am good at simple math. You know this. I'm good at the simple math. Stuff. You're better than I am. That's for sure. I wouldn't say you're good. <laughs> I don't know. I was <laughs> in elementary school. I was the one who was getting those multiplication. So was I. It's been I a was long num- time. No, I was number one. It's been a long time for me. Me and Nam Fam. I've talked about this on the show before. Nam. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Nam yeah, Fam. Yeah, me and Nam had a rivalry in those things back in the day. Anyways, yeah. go back and listen to the old episode for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no episode this weekend. We're going to be firing things up Monday. Hitting the ground one running, o'clock, folks. Right? Am I getting one o'clock. Right? One o'clock, and we're going to be going for a minimum of thirty minutes, maximum forty-five. Yeah, five shows a week. We're going to see how everything runs. Please come by the old YouTube channel. You might know this better than I did. Nation Network YouTube channel. Yep. That's where yep. we are going to be. Yeah. All right. We're going to see how that goes too. I mean, we'll see what happens. And we'll be tweeting Network. out the links. So yeah. you, you know, got some people that say they don't want to subscribe to the Nation Network YouTube channel because they don't want to be. Uh, you have a bunch of oily boy stuff. I've on there. seen the comments. They're Satan. That's the only thing I'm looking people, at there. People, and you know what? We might do it one day. We'll see, but not today. Oh, I'm gonna when we it launch, yet. it's going to be on the Nation Network YouTube channel. Uh, live shows starting at We're, one o'clock every Monday. Yeah, and it looks great. Yeah, tell you what, we got a city view. We got like three different we, cameras. Yeah, going. we've got a nice setup. We're uh, excited. It's like a little. Uh, I don't want to say low budget, but it's not high end. I built all this myself. Yeah, we did it. We, you showed up here. I, we need to get you a chair still. Yeah, I'm on a patio chair. You're on an outside patio chair. You might yeah. be. Well, I'll get you one on the weekend. We'll be good. The- All right. We'll close it out there for my co-host, Chris Faber. My name is David Wajelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 